Chapter 31 of Life and Marvelous Adventures of Wild Bill the Scout. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Srini Ramakrishnan. Life and Marvelous Adventures of Wild Bill the Scout by J. W. Buell. Chapter 31 Idiosyncrasies of Bill His Belief in Spirits We have now described nearly all the adventures in which Wild Bill was a participant, but before closing this very brief and unvarnished recital of his life, it is eminently proper to speak of him in his private and social relations. His peculiar beliefs, his feats of marksmanship, and his companion in many vicissitudes the dearest of all his friends, Black Nell. As mentioned in a previous chapter, Wild Bill was a fatalist. At least he believed that he was predestined to be killed. In fact, it would appear from his oft-repeated assertion that he would die with his boots on, that he brooded over this belief and was frequently attacked by melancholy superinduced by that impression. The very few intimate friends Bill had were well acquainted with his peculiar belief in spiritualism. He claimed to be clairvoyant, especially when danger threatened, and the many narrow escapes he had gave some evidences of the reality of his spiritual sight, but the manner in which he met his death furnishes a contra-proof. It was only at rare intervals he could be induced to talk of his terrible conflicts, and even when he was in the most communicative mood, the particulars of his encounters had to be extracted by the most patient and persistent endeavors. Dr. Thorne and Captain Kingsbury, the two gentlemen previously referred to, enjoyed the most confidential relations with Wild Bill. Kingsbury was a captain in the 2nd United States Cavalry. At the time, Bill was acting as a guide for that regiment, and as the two were acquainted many years before, the intimacy became much greater during his companionship in the service. Dr. Thorne was Bill's physician and divided his purse with him many times when Bill was in pecuniary straits. Bill was a frequent visitor to Dr. Thorne's house and there were very few secrets that he kept from his physician friend. During one of the conversations had with Dr. Thorne, while Bill asseverated that in all his fights he was surrounded by spirits who kept him cool and collected while they made fools of his enemies. It was to their presence on trying occasions that he gave the credit for the nerve and fearlessness he displayed. His character in some respects was enigmatical. While rarely evading a fight, yet he was always sorry for its consequences. After his great fight with the McKendless gang at Rock Creek, he sought and found Jim McKendless's widow, and finding that she was almost destitute, he contributed to her support several years until her death. Dr. Thorne had removed 11 bullets from Bill's body, nearly all of which had been received in the Rock Creek fight. But while enduring the pain consequent upon that extraction, he had nothing but kind feelings towards those who shot him. He had seven bullets in various parts of his body at the time of his death. His conclusions were always logical, and his manner of conversation most convincing. He was a listener rather than a talker, and his answers to inquiries were usually made in conclusive gestures. He loved the society of the refined, 
and attributed his difficulties solely to the associations he was, in a measure, compelled to keep. His love for children was almost a mania, and it is said that the most timid and cross infant would leave its mother's arms for him at first sight, and at once manifest its pleasure. Another peculiarity he possessed was the serenity of his countenance during danger. In the midst of his most desperate fights, there was a smile constantly playing on his lips. His wide range of travel had thoroughly familiarized him with almost every stretch of territory between Hudson's Bay and Mexico, and from the Saskatchewan to Texas. It was impossible to lose him, as the points of the compass came to him as naturally as to a migratory bird. End of chapter 31